welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast. We find the tracks so you don't have to. I'm Pete. I'm Bob. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying out new things, you know. <sighs> Lesson in life, try new things. I'm uh, currently drinking a vanilla almond spice chai from Trader Joe's that's like a it's got like 15 grams of protein. I don't know how this is going to treat me at like uh, 9.15 at night. That sounds dangerous. Yeah, but it sounds it's delicious. Good. It's good. It's uh, non-dairy. The whole deal is cool. I like it. Um, Trader I'm Joe's pro- has a lot of good snacks. A lot of good snacks. A lot of good drinks. Yeah, shout out. Shout out Trader Joe's. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pete, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Um, I I made a big purchase today, Bob. Oh, let's hear it. I bought tickets to Maryland Death Fest. That doesn't happen until May of 2022. Okay. Okay. So I bought a four day pass. Whoa. Commitment. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just the COVID talking, right? Like it's just, it's (laughs) COVID, COVID happened. I'm ready for shows. Um, I'm ready for big shows, I guess. And uh, I'm excited about it. I have a friend flying out from Colorado. Um, shout out, friend of the pod, John Devlin. Oh, is he coming for the show? Coming for the show. His, his parents oh. live in his parents live in West Virginia. Yeah. Um. So he thought it would make a good excuse to to come to the East Coast. And oh, that's incredible. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to Maryland Let's Death Fest. Um. I hope you still have some sleeveless black T-shirts, uh, like ripped sleeves, not not like. <laughs> yeah. really good if you just showed up with like a, a like a off the shelf like loom <laughs> sleeveless tee like true dad style right um no sleeveless t-shirt black t-shirt black jeans because that is the vibe yeah um, i think that's that's what i'm gonna have to do i'm gonna have to cosplay it a bit yeah go incognito a little you know um man we will talk more off the air on that so are you ready like what is the main draw for you um, main draw for me is, I mean, there are a few bands. So like, I, I like death metal a lot. Um, yep. it's one of those things. I feel like it's, it's, it's really cliche, but I got into death metal more in like my late twenties, early thirties. Um, I think that's true for a lot of people. Yeah. It's just like, again, shout out front of the pod, Greg, Greg Fiescanero, who as a teenager would always introduced me to like all of these death metal bands. You'd be like, dude, yeah. you have to listen to Cannibal Corpse. And at the time, I just, I, I never, off, right? I, well, I never disliked it. It was just one of those things where I didn't, I guess I didn't like really, it didn't excite me. I didn't find the dynamics in it. And now I, th- I think like the older I get, the more interested I am in like really, really ugly music. So like, I don't know. I've like in the last couple of years, I got really into like the hospital record scene and like Purient and like oh, yeah. all the, oh, all yeah. the shit that basically just sounds like a blender going off, you know, and I'm cool with it. Sometimes I am not in the mood for it, but I like it more than I did, you know, previously. So I guess there's a lot of good bands playing this though, to get to your question, skit system, which is like a hardcore oh, throwback. Yeah. They're oh playing. yeah. Shout out Skit System. Oh yeah, they are playing. Damn. Yeah. Sacramento, Obituary, Dismember, mm-hmm. uh, Suffocation. Uh, violence. Um Blood Incantation, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, a lot um, of people love Blood Incantation. Um, let's see. I'm trying to that think. That last record's great, man. Oh, Acid Witch. Okay. I like Acid Witch. Uh Obituary up at the top. Yeah. Bloodbath. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. This will be a cool show. 
It'll be cool. Um, and 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 our friend John Devlin is a huge like he goes crazy deep on this stuff at this point. So it's really? it's one of those things where when you hang out with someone that's super excited about music, like mm-hmm. I can I can ride with that because even if I don't like the band, like he'll be that dude that's like, all right, here's why this band is interesting, you know, and he'll yeah, yeah, yeah. He he'll, can talk he'll, about he'll it. He'll talk that's me awesome. through it, and like that's that's fun for me. So. Yo, uh, we don't show enough love to to our buddy John. Shout out to John. Yeah. What a what an awesome human who loves music. So shout out if he ever hears this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he'll listen to the Feelies episode, but we'll see. Yeah, maybe that. not. Maybe not. This is a it is an interesting way to start the Feelies episode here. Um is talking about Maryland Death Fest 2022. It is so, a long ways away. A long ways away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm going to low-key uh, mark it down in my calendar with a reminder um, because I don't think I'm going to go, but I do like <laughs> I do like Baltimore, so maybe I'll come down and hang out, go get some uh, like vegan soul food or something down yeah, there. Yeah, there you and, go. Uh, we'll have a nice time. We'll hang out a little bit. Cool. Um, you did kind of uh, let the cat out of the bag, but also probably people who read this episode's title know what <laughs> we're talking about. Yeah. Um, we are doing the feelies, good earth, uh, the feelies, the good earth. So why don't you give a little background on this record and this band and we'll get to it. Yeah. So um, we mentioned it a lot, but, you know, before this podcast was called In Search of Tracks, it was called It Came From New Jersey. Um, we focused specifically on New Jersey bands. It was basically the same format, but, um, you know, kind of a tighter focus. And one of the records that we covered there was the first Feelies album, which is called Crazy Rhythms. Um, great record. Great record. We had a lot to say about it. I would, you know, if you're interested, go check it out. Um, but... We got a lot of good feedback on that. Um, Bob, I know that you were brand new to the feelies and you were very excited about it. And because the second feelies record is so different from the first in a lot of ways, we thought that, you know, so far in the podcast, we haven't really revisited too many bands. Yep. But we felt collectively that because Crazy Rhythms is kind of the yin to the good earth's yang. We thought it would be interesting to cover their second album. Um, so just kind of a synopsis of it. Uh, Feelies are a New Jersey band. They started in 1976. Um, the first album had two, I think there were four members on the first record. Glenn mm-hmm. Mercer and Bill Million were two of them. The second record didn't come until six years after the fact at which point they had a completely different lineup. Um, but that lineup they still have to this day. So if you see the feelies nowadays or hear a contemporary or a newer feelies record, um, it's with this same lineup from the good earth. Um, record came out in 1986. Peter Buck from REM produced it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just, we wanted to talk about this one. So that's kind of the deal. Yo, so um, I like the way you put it, that this record is kind of the yang to the ying of Crazy Rhythm. Yep. Uh, I think you noted some really important parts. So so one, there's a different energy between this and Crazy Rhythm. Uh, two, the fact that Peter Buck from R.E.M. Uh, produced it. 
in what what year did this come out? 86? 86. 86, yep, sounds right. <laughs> um and all that said, uh and and yes, and I was also new to the feelies when we did the uh the episode on crazy rhythm which was back in october of 2020 actually Hmm. um all that said i really enjoy this record as well um i think it is very different i'm excited to kind of explore how it is but (sighs) would you say there's enough through lines between crazy rhythm and the good earth that somebody would be wouldn't be jarred by the change yes definitely yeah, there's yeah, there's, there, there's there's definitely consistency. Um, it's just it is a very different record. Yeah, and and it kind of to me it's it's cool how different it is. Now this is the follow up record too, which is kind of interesting. There was no in between, um, so it says a lot about the change and and where they were going sonically. But if I'm also being honest, <sighs> the sonic change between Crazy Rhythm and The Good Earth sort of reflects the changing complexion of indie music mm-hmm. as well. You know, um, on the first on the Crazy Rhythm episode, I compared it. I said, yo, there's this kind of different strain of post-punk here or like punk but not. And there's clearly some jangly guitar that's inspired by the 60s. But, you know, I'm also hearing like touches of the buzzcocks like yeah these simple that's absent here yeah you know i am still getting a lot of the jangly guitar but it's it's kind of appearing in a different way there were moments on crazy rhythm where i called it sparse they tuned that up on good earth i think (laughs) i think this record has a lot of sparseness and a lot of openness while at the same time (sighs) feeling more well, I'll get into it. Go give me some of your initial thoughts and, and intro to this. Yeah. So, I mean, I always thought it was interesting coming from you just because you were less familiar with the feelies kind of where they fit in because like, right. Yeah. Like, are they punk kind of, are they post punk kind of? Yeah, definitely. Are they, but in this totally unique way? Yeah, are they indie rock? Are they like, like, what is this, and where does it fit in? And it's kind of just this. They, there's pieces of everything in there. Yep. Um, with this one, yeah. So basically, if you haven't heard Crazy Rhythms, it is first of all electric guitars they use electric guitars on the first record yes it feels very buttoned up it feels very tight um yes think think the buzzcocks like everything is lined up there's no room to breathe it's Mm -hmm. it's 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 great and it's manic energy but it's 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 tight right wound it's wound wound tight yeah thank you that that's it that's that's the word um whereas the Good Earth, they went primarily with acoustic guitars. Um, some of the manic kind of wound up energy is still there, but there's definitely a lot more space to kind of counteract that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's 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 interesting. It it does feel not not to get ahead of myself, but it does feel a little bit of the time. You know, I mentioned yep. Peter Buck producing it. It does kind of have you that early that? REM kind of yep. like like 
indie rock before it was called indie rock and it was called college rock kind of yep. feel, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it's like if... Um, <laughs> it's like a band who does not want to say like, hey, can we write a record like R.E.M.? But at the same time, is like, you know, what's kind of cool is that like what R.E.M.'s doing is kind of what we want to do, but how do we do that without completely aping it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and I mean, I do think that it it if you don't like early R.E.M. or that feels off-putting to you, it 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 although it there, are, there are elements, on yeah, it, there are elements that a, are similar, but but they yeah. definitely have their own sound. They have their own sound, and and some of the elements that I think push people away from early REM as as somebody who likes almost the entire REM catalog, um, they lose me at the very very end. But I like the early material. Yeah, um, the things I think push people away are are absent on this record. Um, <laughs> I. I think overall, just kind of speaking holistically about the record, there's no elements where I would call this a punk record anymore. Mm. Post-punk, still definitely. Like, But again, you know what? Crazy Rhythms is more uniquely a post-punk record and has its own little island than The Good Earth because The Good Earth has that post-punk we're into rock. We're into, we, we are not afraid of getting a little folksy mm-hmm. and it's not full blown, but there's moments <laughs> and we're not afraid to kind of go mellow man here on here. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a couple tracks where I, I was, I said, you know, this, this is somewhere between an Elvis Costello song and one of the more airy Tom Petty songs, you know, um, if you cut out any of the big rock, but like when Tom Petty is on his more like stripped down sound. Yeah. That's just to use two really big references. Sure. Uh, I think they don't get near nearly as frenetic or manic as they were on Crazy Rhythms. Yep. A couple moments, but... <clears throat> I think where they maintain a consistency is that they still have songs that are challenging in the movement, in the motion of the song. And that there's there's one song specifically, I mean, I might as well just talk about it, the song, the, song the Last Roundup. their fastest jangle guitar the entire way. Yep. It's a format breaker because you're waiting for the song to break and decompress. It's I said it's like the musical equivalent of edging. 
Like <laughs> it's just full on. Like okay, when's it gonna? When's it gonna? Like like and it's not droning but it almost feel like it's it's the <laughs> the roller coaster that just keeps going up and then you get to the top and it stops well that's <laughs> yeah, like, exactly what? i mean that and that's the song that um i feel like could have fit on crazy rhythms had they just switched the acoustics for electrics yep, yep. um because it's just it has that tension of like like, like, uh, when is the break? When is the breaking point? When is it going to happen? And it just doesn't happen. There's, there's no breaking point really. Exactly. And it feels like there could be, um, and while this record feels a lot looser and part of that's in the, the, the shift between electric to acoustic. Um, but this record overall feels looser than crazy rhythms. They're still very intentional at points. And I think that's a great example where it's like you listen to the rest of the record and like the song structures are there and sometimes they try to play around with it. That song is clearly an example of, Hey, we're doing something different with this track. We're not going to, we're not going to do okay. Verse chorus bridge duh, 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 you know, like they're not going to build it up musically. They just said, Oh, here it is. You know, right. uh, this is what we want this song to feel, and it it feels like it was written almost as a transition song. Um, I almost was like, "Is this a song written for live performance?" Like you could <laughs> you could use it, like you said, like this could maybe this is the sonic bridge between Crazy Rhythm material and Good Earth material. I don't know, but um, but yeah, that I think they're still trying some really angular and different kinds of stuff that made this in, this record like a really interesting listen through and through like i still yeah. had a really good time listening to it and like once again like <clears throat> as was the case with crazy rhythms this record leads me curious to go okay so what comes next and that's right. a good sign i think that's right. a really good sign with this band for sure yeah no that's good i mean i was curious any of the songs on the record i know that this record was completely new to you Yes. Did you recognize any of the songs? Um, let's see. Because do, I, do, like, do. Song, like the high road, specifically the high road and let's go. Yes. I feel like I had, before I heard this record, I had heard them in different places. So I was just curious if you had the same experience. Okay. So, um, the high road and let's go are two of the more fun songs, both like really high on my list. The high road, maybe isn't my favorite but it's definitely right up at the top it's no it's not my favorite this is my probably my second favorite um really had familiar parts i don't think i had heard either of these songs okay but one of the notes i had on this record overall and i'll we'll get into it if we go song track by track which i can on this one um <laughs> i would say that there's several songs on here that I'm like, oh, why wasn't this used in placement? Like, this is a record that feels like many of these songs could have been put on movie soundtracks. Well, that's exactly it. Like, I, I, I swear, I, I listened to this. I mean, and again, so I, I guess I didn't give my full history. I had, yeah, please go into I it. Had, I had been fully familiar with this record. Um, I played in a band with a friend of mine. Uh, shout out again, lots of shout outs, Anthony Atlas. Um, and he was a huge fan of this band and the whole, whole gang here. Yeah. Yeah. But he 
made us listen to this record on tour in this way that was punishing. Like we, we, <laughs> we, we couldn't turn it off. Um, which to be fair of all the records to be punished by, I feel like this one is actually pretty easy on the years. So I didn't mind it. Um, okay. But explain, explain. Was it, well, let's, let's step back for a second on this it, tour. Was this the kind of tour where everyone, where you rotate album picks like, okay, it's your turn. I mean, yes and no. Um, that was kind of the vibe and, and earlier tours that I had done. But at this point yeah. it was just kind of like, like vague dem- democratic kind of situation where it was like, does anyone care if I put this on? And, you know, most of the time it was the loudest voice in the room that got to play the music, you know? Yes. Um, and I think at this point, Anthony just uh, more or less took control, which, you know, it's fine. If, <laughs> yeah, if, sure. I, if, if I had raised my voice, he would have listened to me. I, I just genuinely didn't care a lot. You're of just time. like someone put something on. Yeah, please. Some, I just wanted music and <laughs> half, half the time I might've had my own headphones on. So it didn't even matter. But, um, I think he had the tape and it was just one of those situations where it just, it just, the side would flip and it would just keep flipping. Right. So it was just at certain points, it was just on continuously until someone just didn't want to listen to it anymore. Um, <laughs> which okay, I would, so you guys got, you guys got a real deep, uh, deep s- sitting with this record. Yeah. But, but I think that's probably why when I listened to it this time, I swore to myself, like, I've heard this on a movie soundtrack. And I actually went to the Garden State soundtrack, the movie Garden State. Yep, for sure. Because I was like, this, I swore that the High Road was on that soundtrack. It's just not. Like, the feelies are not on that soundtrack. <laughs> but I but I really thought <laughs> you, they you were. Wish you kind of willed it into that. Well, because it made perfect sense. It, I mean, the, the vibe of this music would have fit perfectly on that soundtrack they're from new jersey it's just everything fit um but i was wrong i think i think i was thinking of the shins who are on that soundtrack but right and and i mean sonically i could see the through roads to that and i I really wonder about this band because as i discussed on crazy rhythms it feels like (sighs) i mean look this is a band that feels like they should be more notable than they are uh that they should be more name checked than they are yep but with a website like the feeliesweb.com <laughs> that really really feels oh my god like is that like, their website please are you you're in front of a computer please pull it up so we can describe it so it's a website. <laughs> it is a web center. Like it feels like, like it. There is. It is the homepage. There is the Feely's homepage designed by, and there's a guy's name, and it is a hyperlink, so you can go look at his. Oh, oh, oh it just goes directly so to an email. Uh, free speech online ribbon. Best viewed with any browser <laughs> graphic that looks straight out of 1999. Uh. This um, is so good. It's it's so apropos. It's crazy. <laughs> like this is not what bands who are this good have going on, man. No, not at all. Like recent what? shows, September twentieth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Cambridge, Massachusetts. 
Right. Oh, this is hilarious. It, it is a true web center. There's a lot of interesting stuff. Like, to be honest, it's well done, and you can tell whoever did this website really cares. If you click on their bootleg section, it's got like, oh, would you like to hear their set from June 24th, 1977 at CBGB's? Um, because it opens with an Iggy Pop cover, and then it's like essentially the majority of Crazy Rhythms, but then, hey, slipping into something off of this record, The Good Earth, they're playing that in 1977. <laughs> what? Yeah. I like, love, I, I gotta say, I love how much this band does not give a single fuck. Yo, this band is, this band is so singular <clears throat> weird, like, and I'm not saying singular in this manner, like, like oh, they're all by themselves. There are a lot of bands that are like this. Yeah. But it's the weird shit like this where it's like they almost seem unaware of the world around them in yep. this beautiful way. I am very curious about this live set with them closing the set with I'm a Believer, the Monkees cover. Oh, I bet it's great. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, bet it's I'm, I'm actually going to deepen. I'm going to dig into that uh, that bootleg section. Yeah. So, anyways, um, <laughs> this, this, is, this actually brings to mind. So, so, um, I was reading some liner notes on the reissue of this record, actually, and there's a quote that's really apropos right now. So, like, just to show how much this band kind of does their own thing and lives on their own kind of island. Yes. Um, Again, mind you, this record came out six years after Crazy Rhythms. So right. Crazy Rhythms, it wasn't a bestseller. You know, it didn't, it didn't, it, it, did, it didn't like it was, there were no number one hits, but they, I think they did get attention and people, people, you know, were paying attention and wanted a new Feelies record. And the first one came out on Stiff Records, um, yeah. you know, which obviously had distribution and there were people paying attention. Um, but Glenn Mercer, kind of the main songwriter, um, here's a quote from him about kind of this era. He said, we weren't taking time off. It was a busy time. All of the offshoot bands we had, um, the Tripes, the Willies, Young Woo. Yep. Um, he said, Bill and I did the soundtrack to the Smithereens movie. We, we, we kind of wanted to distance ourselves from the machinery of the music industry. We wanted to do it on a local level and just not have as high a profile. So what? basically, like, he's saying, like... Yeah, like what are people talking about? We were busy, but <laughs> everything that they were doing was like bands that people weren't paying attention to. I mean, listen, not to downplay any of that. I, right. I've I've never listened to the Tripes. I've never listened to the Willies. I've never listened to any of the kind of feely side projects. I've never listened to the Smithereens movie soundtrack. Right. Um, but like the Feelies had attention. They kind of like very willingly did not capitalize on that. And just spent six years doing whatever the fuck they wanted to do, which is cool. And and actually, that's something that I would like to dive into. Like, I'd love to listen to some of those bands sometime. But like, when we talk about why did why does this not band this band not get the attention that they, I think we both think probably deserve for sure. For it's, sure, it's because like it's because of this stuff, right? Like they just they weren't they weren't after it like that. Yeah, no, they, they, it feels as though, like, we might need to do the track down and talk to these dudes. Yeah. Because it feels as though they just have a really different 
view of how things are and how things were and just all that. So, um, yeah, it's kind of awesome. Um, shout out I mean, to them. Mad respect. Yeah, super mad respect. Like apparently um, they, before we get into the track by track, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, please. Uh, apparently they sent demos to Stiff um, for the second album, like, you know, anywhere from 1980 to 1986. And it was all instrumental. It was like almost ambient stuff, which mm-hmm. I guess they later put it out um, under the, the moniker, the Willies, who I've never listened to. Okay. Um, but Stiff just obviously like rejected it, like like as a label would, right? If 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 you have a hit or not a hit, but if you have a, a record that people are responding to, and then the follow up is like an ambient experimental record, like of course you're gonna lose that contract. Like it, it seems so obvious, right? But they they genuinely thought that that was like no, this is the next Feelies record. Which is so interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they have a really, um, so this is one of those things you can talk about, right? Is the idea of not letting commercial success, uh, pan in front of your, your, what you want to do musically, even though right. I'm also saying in the same breath, like, Hey, like Peter Buck helped produce this record and I think you can feel it and I think you can hear it in some of the decisions, but yo slipping into something is a song they were playing in 1977. What the fuck? Like not to curse a bunch on this episode, but damn, this is just a really, this man's story is odder than it feels. And it feels weird at the onset for sure. So, um, Overall, this is a really cool record. I'm excited to kind of break it down, talk about it. Um, had you heard, but just for for reference, were you familiar with the feelies before that um, kind of van exposure point, which you had? Um, a little bit. I had I had heard this record before that, and I really liked it. Um, I had heard Crazy Rhythms before that, and I really liked it. But but I I hadn't gone really deep. You know, mm-hmm. um, I probably heard Crazy Rhythms once or twice. I heard this once or twice. And then from here, after hearing The Good Earth a million times, I then just went into the two records that came after that, which now they have two more records because they reunited in, I think, 2010. Um, but yeah, I, w- I was familiar. And I liked it all. Okay. All right. Um, yo, let's let's do this. Let's go track by track and for people who aren't familiar maybe this is your first episode we play the role of vicious evil <laughs> evil editorial director slash A&R man who's going in like a corporate vulture and saying keep it cut it uh, but then we talk about each song which is a really fun exercise so it keeps us honest yeah. Um, we can't do it with every record, but this one I, I was able to get through. And um, all right, let's do it. The first song is "On the Roof."
song. Great song. Uh, I feel like it's a good opener. It noodles around a bit, kind of in the middle, but it feels tactile. Like it, it sets the tone, which if you have heard an episode of this podcast before, if I like an opening song, there's a lot of times where I go, hey, this sets the tone. It's because I feel like it's almost as important for an opening song to be one. It's It's got to be a good song. You have a bad opening track. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're, <laughs> you're buns, you know? Um, but two, thematically, sonically, there should be some notes in that opening song as to what you're going to hear on the record. And I think you get that. I think you get some of the jangle, but in a little different way than on Crazy Rhythms. So you're automatically cued in. Obviously, the guitar sound is very different. So there. Um, but but I like the song a good amount. Definitely a keeper for me. Yeah, same. I mean, it it it. There's enough here for you know if you were just a fan of Crazy Rhythms and you heard this next. There's enough here for you that you're going to stick around for it. Um, no, no doubt. Although, like you said, kind of different energy. Um, mm-hmm. Guitar solo is awesome. Uh, vocals are a little different. Like, I feel like they're like right off the bat, the difference between this and crazy rhythms, the vocals are a little more kind of indecipherable and buried in the mix. Um, but it's cool. It works kind of similar energy, but, but different. The high road track two. So this, if there were a single on this record, I think it would be this or, or, or maybe let's go. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. I man, there's one other song I'll throw in the mix, but I'm going to leave it out right now. Um, this is the one that really hit me with that. Like, oh, this feels somewhere halfway between Elvis Costello um, on its more mellow tracks and Tom Petty on its more mellow tracks, uh, and also kind of get a little bit of folksiness in some of the vocals, especially later on in the song. Yeah. See, I, I mean, I agree with you with those references, but the the drum beat and kind of the tempo is is the one kind of differentiator where, like, it's it's like you have the drummer for the Buzzcocks playing for Compact, yeah. and like that's that's the thing that sets it apart, right? Well, and that might be some of the pull in from like some of the more up tempo Elvis Costello stuff. I I think you get some of that more. It's not full on driving, but you're getting more of a rhythmic like, like staying on the beat than yeah. than like because Tom Petty, the drummer, it's like way more loosey big room drums like right floating around like completely secondary. Whereas on man, this is a good point in general, but certainly with the feelies as a specific thing, the drums are more of a full component of the music. Yeah. I think that's probably true in a lot of music that's not pop centric, which is really interesting. Yeah, that's it. That's 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 smart. Especially actually. rock music, you know what I mean? Like the drums have to be a part of things, uh, whereas on a lot of pop music, they push them back, and it's like, yeah, it's it's dismissive to say it's novelty. It's not obviously the the beat of a song matters. Yeah, but the drums are like shoved aside in a weird way, right? Yeah, no, that that's that's a good point. I mean, it's funny, like we keep saying we, I mean, we keep kind of hinting at the fact that feelies are kind of punk adjacent. Yeah. Like, like what makes them punk adjacent is probably just like simply just the drum beat. It's right there. No, you're right. If you take that, if you pull that out and give them someone who isn't as kind of, well, well, keeping the beat alive. um, Yeah. There's, I'll be honest. 
I feel like there's a lot of records that are not a million miles off from this record, The Good Earth, specifically, mm-hmm. in this same time frame that fall into the broad. Like, this could be a college record. This is a college rock record, college radio. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, but that suck. And are boring, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, oh, what are the what are the differences? Like, I, I, that's actually a really torturous activity would be to find like, oh, let's find the most middling college radio records of 1986. Oh man, and listen to them like whole albums, not just the single. And what you'll find are that they're boring, <laughs> and like maybe they have one good song because it just has a riff or like has a cool hook, but then you listen to the rest of the record and you're like, Oh, shoot me in the head. And that's a separator from the feelies. I think that they keep things interesting throughout for sure. Okay. Uh, next song. So the last roundup, um, we mentioned it before. I think this is, this is the one track that throws back to the first record more than any other track on this record. Um, it's, 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 it's exhausting. Yeah. But, but, I, but, I, but, I, but I say that like, I don't, I don't even mean that really in a bad way. Like it's just, it's, it's just full of this like wound up energy um, that by the time that it's over, it's kind of a relief. Yo, so, it's, it, it's, yeah. it, it creates this visceral reaction, right? Like, like in my notes for it, I already talked to, I called it musical edging. Um, yeah. It's fun, dot, 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 in a challenging way. Um, yeah. I want it to break. I want them to get... It's them climbing a mountain and never getting to the top. <laughs> right. It's like, fuck. It's, it's Sisyphean. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yo, you know what? Cut it. I'm cutting it. It doesn't wow. provide me any relief. I appreciate it. <laughs> I get it. I like the challenge of it, but I'm cutting it. I don't need it. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I actually, I get that. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to keep it only because it, it adds the d- dynamic of the record and, and, and it, it throws back again to the first record. Um, it does. You, you made a good point with that. I, I think I would lose the argument for cutting it in our office, but <laughs> because I don't even hate it. I actually think, like you said, it has the throwback and it, it serves as a bridge, but boy, it just, but that's exactly it. I mean, it's, it's only a bridge. Like yeah. it's, yeah. it's not a track. So well, and it, it gives you a lot of the personality of the band in the fact that it's challenging. It's yeah. like a fucking, it's a, Oh, you think you're going to listen to a fun little record? eh? have fun <laughs> with this. Um, right. Cause everything up until this point is like actually really easy, brizzy and kind of, yeah. And like, then you hit this song where you feel unsatisfied at it. You know, like, yeah. What what just happened? Where's the rest of the song? You guys never did the thing you're supposed to do, <laughs> um, which yeah. I really appreciate. I like when things break form, but I'll also it makes for a... It both adds and takes away from the flow because I was like, okay, does this flow into the next song? Does this like build into the next song, which is slipping into something? I would say it does. I mean, it really helps. So slumping into something might be my favorite song on the record. Wow. Okay. Um, it opens with this kind of velvet undergroundy, like Sunday morning mm-hmm. feel. Um, but then it kicks into like this mid tempo rock song. Um, it has again, like 
kind of callbacks to I I mean the feelies if you look at it at as 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 a whole it's not really calling back to the first record because they're they they're a band that's all about percussion I feel like percussion kind of plays a huge role in that band they have two drummers one of them like specifically you know focuses on percussive elements that aren't just the drum set you know like blocks and you know uh cowbells and all this stuff so they're using like blocks in this song it 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 does have that like nervous energy of the first record where like it, it almost feels like the drummer's like like too hyper concerned about whether he's keeping time correctly or not. Like you can like, (laughs) like you can like feel like the energy in it, Um, Mm -hmm. which is like, it's so cool. Cause like, I really feel like it's not something you hear all the time. It's really what sets them apart as a band. But, but yeah, I really like it at the end. Like there's this whole part where it kind of builds up. It's like the velvet underground on speed kind of Um, good song. What'd you think? (laughs) Uh, it's long song on the record, and it feels like it. But I really like the melody. Yeah, it feels fresh. It comes off as really dynamic for a song of this length. Mm-hmm. But I, but I'm like, man, it kind of needs an editor until the exact part you just mentioned towards the end of the song. There's a dramatics. There's a there's a part about four minutes and. 20 seconds into a five minute and 54 second song where it breaks and it just is like, ah, oh, it's the yeah. tension breaking that you've been waiting for two songs through. Um, and that's all it needed. Keep it really good song. You could probably trim off the literal last minute of the song where it's just kind of like dizzying about with guitar stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's a good song. Very good song. All right. So next one. Um, when Company Comes. Okay. So, so this one, uh, probably the mellowest song on the record. There's no drums. It's just kind of shakers and tambourines. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of strictly meant to be a vibe. Like this is definitely a bridge song. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like it hints at I don't know. It feel it like it, it feels like they take it very seriously in this way that where it's like not just a bridge song. Um yeah, I I think um I wasn't sure that it was totally necessary, but I I like it a lot. It's it's a complete song but also has interlude feeling. Da, da, da. It I think this really helps the flow. Like it yeah. really is like Nice easing out, and and for the 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 vinyl heads out there, this is the last song on the A side. Yeah, which I love, it, which I love in, when there's a consciousness to that. You know, well, that's the thing. I mean, in in that context, it it works perfectly. Um, and I'm actually looking at the Spotify plays, and it's interesting because this one, this track almost has a million listens. Mm-hmm. So it's it's actually the fourth most listened to song on this album. Oh wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, people come back to this song for a reason. I mean, I, I, I feel like this hints at something that the feelies could have done that they never really experimented with all that thoroughly. But, but that being said, like I've never listened to any of these feelies side projects bands. So maybe they did 
experiment with this a yeah, lot. That, maybe know? this is that's our our side project here. Yeah. Um it's going into the side projects of the feelies. <laughs> we go full. I mean, they did fans. a lot of music, man. I actually I I'm surprised it's not a rabbit hole that I've gone down before, but but yeah. there's a lot there. Yeah, it's it's very interesting how deep these guys are on their own little wave. Yeah. Um okay, so I mean, yeah, so far the only cut that we're even maybe making is I'm saying the last roundup, mostly just because it's such a uh, format break. But we're also yeah. like, no, eh, that's kind of cool. It's part of the personality. Let's get to the B side. Opener of the B side. We've discussed it a little bit. The song "Let's Go." Let's go. For me, I said I like slipping into something. That might be my favorite song. This also might be my favorite song. They're kind of neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, again, it's just like it's got this meditative groove, really catchy guitar riff. The vocals really subdued as they are on the whole record, um, but they all kind of fit really nicely together. It's It's a song like... I feel like it's like a perfect road trip song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like it a lot. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with it. Um, I think it's a really fun song. It's maybe the most fun song on the record. And uh, I said that this could have been the second song or like an opener. If you were to, if I, I think that's where I came down to was that I would shift a few of the songs around on this record more than anything else. But yeah. This song's really fun. I think it's fresh. It's, kind of different um it doesn't have the same sound as crazy rhythms but it has some of the spirit of that record you know yeah. it's not frenetic but it's it's got this kind of tight efficiency to it that is a little different than the rest of the record okay i feel that mm-hmm. um the next song is two rooms and this one pete let me start it off I'm keeping it. This is one of the other ones that I was like, man, this feels like it could be in a movie. This sounds like it feels like a scene from a Western movie, you know? (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, we talk about the jangle guitar sound. This is like another example where I'm like, yo, this actually showcases a way that that sound can be varied. And then it's not all the same kind of like, fluttery flittery like pick up the tempo or kind of reverberating like lightness to it this has a tone to it um not my favorite song on the record not close but i like it i think it changes it changes the flow up just enough that i i keep the song yeah yeah i mean that's the thing like i feel like this is kind of the last roundup of the b-side Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's just it's again it's like it's more drum driven it kind of has that manic energy of the last roundup i don't love it but i i feel like it serves a purpose strictly for the kind of flow of the album and the the personality of the band yeah so it's a potential cut but i don't really want to cut it okay all right well it's right there it's on the line we'll call it yeah all right next song the good earth title track yep uh my favorite song on the record wow okay even at almost four minutes long it feels really vital um (laughs) i feel like this song is the uh they like stick the landing yeah and they i can see that they kind of attempted it with other songs on the record like it's almost like it all came together on this song i think the melodies pulled together really nicely. I just think it really it has what I, I consider completed melody where it just feels like the song structure f- gives you really elegant payoff. Mm-hmm. And and I, I just enjoy the song a lot. I think this is the strongest song on the record and it's not close. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I feel that in a way. I, I remember one of the things that I got out of listening to this record a million times over in a short period of time um, was just like, as a drummer, I thought about like songs can be driven by guitars yeah, in this way that, you know, depending on the type of music you, you listen to, I guess mm-hmm. you can like, like drums can lead the charge, but gu- guitars can lead the charge too. Um, it's just a matter of, who you decide should be leading the charge. Right. So like listening to this, I noticed just the, the minimal use of kind of symbol crashes. Um, it's just like rock music drums and the way that you typically think of them are not at play here. Like drums are strictly used as a device to kind of keep the momentum going and keep the energy up and keep the, keep the, 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 keep the energy consistent. But what leads this song is the, the guitars like strictly, you know, the, the drums, it might as well be a drum machine in a lot of ways on this track. And I think that plays to the feely strengths in a lot of ways where the vocals are so subdued in these songs. There's no hooks. You're not really paying attention to the lyrics. Um, again, they're really like low in the mix, but the, but the guitar leads actually have, they're kind of hooky. Like you actually, 100%, you come away like humming them in a way that you would hum like a catchy chorus. So yeah, I, I, I feel that on this song. Yeah. That this song, and I I think this vocals actually have a nice little bit of catch here more than the rest of the record, but it's, it is guitar led. This is a guitar led song and it's just. It pays off really well. I think if you, to me, that that to me is like, I play that song first for someone. Yeah. And if they're into that, then they're definitely going to like a lot of the stresses <clears throat> of this record. Um, going on to the next song, we're winding down here. Last two, tomorrow today. So this, if I had a cut track, it would be this. Ooh, um, okay. It's it's, which. I don't know. Maybe I'm contradicting myself, but this song is kind of it's 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 singular on the record. Um, there's no other songs that really sound like it 
on a record that I think has a lot of songs that do sound a little bit samey. Mm-hmm. Um, this record kind of breaks it up, which I think is cool. It's kind of has like this marching band feel to it. Um, but I don't know. It's just, there's nothing about it. That's going to make me come back to it. Interesting. I, I enjoyed this song. I, I think I liked it for what you said. It doesn't feel overtly samey to me, though I, I can see where there's some strings coming together. This feels like it should have been the last song on the record. Yeah, I could see that. It feels like a wind down, and uh, it feels like a, a conclusion song as opposed to like, oh, this is just like in the mix. It, it's it's a big step down from the good earth, in my opinion, as far as how it feels when you listen to it. But I enjoyed it. I, I keep this song. I think it should have been the closer, but it isn't as... You know, this is that the longest song on the record? I think it no, it's the second longest, right behind Slipping into Something. But as we talked about Slipping into Something, Slipping into Something is a four minute and forty-two second song, disguised as a five minute and fifty-four second song. Yeah. Tomorrow <laughs> today is a five minute and thirty second song. <laughs> uh, you could you could edit that down. Yeah. For we sure. we could actually put that one on the chopping block, but I, I don't mind it. I, I think it I think some of that those elements that you said kind of make it feel like a marching song, marching band song. I liked. I, I actually thought they were a fun twist, uh, especially this far into the record. I felt like it gave it its own feel. Yeah. All right. Last so song. last song, slow down. Um for me, like the vibe of this song is a good closer. Okay but there's really not much to grab onto. Um, Like, like I said before, I I guess a lot of the guitar riffs on this record are really catchy. I mean, they're, they're catchy in the way that like, if you're a fan of television um, Mm, band, I want to for a record for. Yeah, for sure. Um, Like those guitar riffs are, you're going to hum them to yourself. Like they're catchy Mm -hmm. in the way that a chorus is catchy. Um, most of the record has this, this song to me, like really doesn't. Um, but it's, I don't know. There's, there's still good energy to it. I like the song. I'm not going to cut it, but it's, and it's, it is a good closer, but something to me, like it's, it's not as strong as the rest of the, uh, the album. I, uh, think it's a good song. It goes down really easy. It's pleasant. Keep it. It doesn't, it's not, it's, it's the first song. I guess I'd say this song and two rooms hit me in the way that it's like, okay, like these are fine, but they're, uh, they're a little bit more vanilla than the rest of the record. And if anyone told me that one of those songs was their favorite song on the record, I'd be like, really? Did you hear any of these three songs yet? Or, or no, um, so well, that's uh, the thing. I mean, this song is like nobody's favorite song, right? But but it kind of serves its purpose. As well, we like just a good we just closing. created a genre that we've been talking about for a while, but we're going to call it a nobody's favorite. <laughs> it's a nobody's favorite. It's it's fine, F- yeah. fine song. Yeah. Um, we're keeping it, but you don't need to. Like if we if we were cutting for just cutting sake, I think you could cut, cut the song. Um, but we're going to keep it, and uh, yeah, that's the good earth. I actually. Um, if I was being uh, vicious, I would cut the last round up. I'd cut a minute off of slipping into something. I'd do that any day. I would cut, <laughs> slow down, 
Uh, that's it. I think even even two rooms is on the chopping block. Tomorrow today is it's getting a hard look, but everything else is good. Yeah, gun to my head, I'm cutting tomorrow today. Okay, okay. So so we feel like this record could probably be tightened up just a little bit. But do would you say does it drag? No, I don't think it drags. I I, yeah, actually, I don't think it drags I, either. I think I mean tomorrow today is my issue where I think that song drags. And because that's so close to the end, um, maybe I do. Maybe fuck it. I'm cutting that song. Okay. Um, there we go. If I cut that song, record does not drag. But with that song, it kind of drags. Um. Okay. So uh, then, does the record feel disjointed in any way, or does it seem to flow pretty well together? It definitely flows. I think it flows really well overall. What do you think? Um, looks good. I mean, I think it's it's very good flow. Um, even the song that I say is kind of a disruptor, <laughs> you know. Even in in uh, with the last roundup, it flows. It flows nicely into slipping into something. So I think it it flows really well. It's yeah. not quite as well constructed i th- well constructed as crazy rhythms but it's it's just a different texture i don't think right. it's supposed to feel like that yeah it's a different thing uh quality of the songs are they memorable songs couple couple really memorable ones yeah no i mean i think that there are songs on this that are super catchy that'll yeah. stick with you i mean they're like playlist songs on this um how do you think they stand up against their contemporaries who do you think are their contemporaries it's <laughs> um. <laughs> so tough i mean like like we mentioned yola tango in previous episodes right where yeah yola tango started as like because they met at a feely show right and but, i like, mean almost yola tango is this spiritual descendant of them yeah more so I mean, than i think i would sonically compare them but i i think of like like contemporary bands like i think of uh real estate maybe Okay. Real estate, they don't, they basically took, and I don't even mean this as a diss. I mean, I like real estate for the most part, but they, they took elements of the feelies, but kind of left the quote unquote punk piece of it out. Yeah. Where like that, that kind of like wound up energy just isn't there. Yeah, I mean, so to me, I, I'd start triangulating by by using some of the reference points we did. I mean, Velvet Underground, Buzzcocks, yeah. REM. Yep. Um, you know, there's a couple. There's a couple others. I think you could could kind of touch on or like point at because there's a lot of just it's it's very angular and weird in its own way. Um. It is pretty singular, man. Yeah, no, I mean that's where you know to be to be real, man. I would love to hear the record that would have come between these two. Yeah, you know what I well, mean that, between Crazy Rhythms and and uh, and that's where you got to do the deep dive. I know we need to hear it, it the tripes. Like I guess they did too many fucking records. It's like yeah, yeah. So what it looks like in '84, they did the tripes twelve inch music for neighbors. Um. And see what that's all about. So, um, yeah. Uh, um, 
Now, here's a question. Is this record timeless or does it exist in a time and place? So I think... I think it's a pretty time and place record. That said, yeah, there's elements, I, you know, in the same way that, you know, um, they're not making uh, Black Sabbath Volume 4 in 2020, um, but there's timeless elements to it, you know? Um, yeah. It's that kind of feel. It's, uh, you know, I, maybe it's not as fair to compare it to such a like mega classic as that, but this is a very time and place record that has songs and personality that outshine its uh, locked in time and place feel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that um, it doesn't sound, I mean, sonically just the, the way it's produced, I feel like it ages well though. Like I do feel like you could introduce this to someone, you know, that's just kind of interested in like, indie music 2021 and they're not going to shy away from it. Um, but that being said, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's definitely kind of middle-aged person music. (laughs) Yeah. At this point, right? Like, like if you go see the feelies, there's no young kids there. No. And, and I think it's sort of a shame because I think some of the music certainly could appeal to younger people. Um, yeah. but, but it does feel that way. Do we think it had influence and impact? It's yeah, so yeah. hard. You think, yes, yes, it has. I, I, I think it did. I mean, I, I think the feelies are a band that like, they're one of those bands that you're going to hear the way that you're going to hear about the feelies in 2021 is because your favorite, your favorite band's band favorite band. reference yeah. them. Yeah. That's, that's the only, yes, 100%. Yes. 100%. Um, presentation, artwork, everything. I think the record looks cool, like the cover, but like also it could be confused with eight other records that came out in the same time frame. Um, whereas I think the first, I think Crazy Rhythms, while it's also a pretty (laughs) simple cover and a simple concept and could kind of be confused for other records at the time, uh, is a little stronger. This one's cool. I agree. I, I, I think that the, the cover of Crazy Rhythms is basically iconic. Yep. Um, whereas this one it's, it's really bland. Um, at the same time, I, I do, I do feel like the, the album art matches the music in this way. That's really effective. Yeah. Like it kind of has this pastoral kind of feel to the, to the album art. 100%. It's trying to, it's trying to commit to the bit right like like yeah, hey listen it's fully committed yes yes 100% so with that said i have my rating do you have yours i do okay i'm giving it 3 stars okay i'm going to give it 3.5 okay that's that feels right okay yeah um largely on the strength i believe the song good earth is just fantastic and overall this is a record i will go back to but um, not quite as much as Crazy Rhythms. I actually really like the texture between the two and think it's a fun follow-up. But uh, interesting, but I, I like Crazy Rhythms a little bit more. But The Good Earth, what a song. Um, That's cool. So uh, I do, I, I like this record personally better than Crazy Rhythms. And oh. I go back to it more. Um, question for you before we close out. So not, because I know that you don't know, where do you think the feelies go from here? 
Mm, okay. I mean, I think they go back to electric. Okay. And I don't know. I haven't looked at anything beyond. I wouldn't want to spoil it. That's why I'm so curious. I would say that the songs get a little longer and they're a little less efficient um, based on the time frame, based on seeing how they've aged with things. Mm -hmm. I don't think they get easier in terms of like song structures. I think they still are playing those like challenging games, trying to push things out, which is a fun thing. Um, I don't think they get more folksy or more sparse. I think if anything, it, it gets, they get, they start trying to do a little more yeah. in the music. Uh, how, how close am I? Uh, you're totally off in certain points and you're totally, you're totally on in, in other points. Okay. Like, tell me, where do yeah. they go from here? So, I mean, it's, uh, this is reductive a little bit, but every record past this is basically iterations of this record. Um, so they don't really ever go back to crazy rhythms, manic energy. It's all kind of acoustic kind of, it's not 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 all acoustic they do there's electric in there but but it's it it all feels like it's playing off of this album okay and th- and that all being said like i actually love all of those albums i think that both of the reunion records are great oh. um the record that comes after this has like one of the all-time best philly songs um oh interesting which un- unfortunately the two records that come after this are not on spotify um, but if you like the good earth, yeah. like go into the, the other records They're they're worth your time. Okay. So, uh, let's, we will do only life soon. Oh, but look, I'm looking now and their songs did get longer. Oh, I was right about that. Um, that's, <laughs> that is honestly one of my favorite games, by the way, um, yeah. is, uh, I think it was at the height of Game of Thrones. So, you know, however long that was, a long time ago now, but I was working a job and two of the guys uh, I was buddies with who I don't think either of them really liked music at all. But we would talk about <laughs> TV, like like complete freaks, like p- picking it apart. Um, and the one, it was probably like the fourth season of Game of Thrones or something. And the one dude had just watched the first scene and was like, oh, this show's pretty good. So we got to play the game. We're like, okay, what do you think happens with this character? And what do you think yeah. happens with this? Yeah, it was so fun. Because as you said, certain things he got right and certain things he got very wrong. <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. So it happens. All right. Feelies, Good Earth. Um, we got a couple songs. What songs are we putting on the playlist for this one? So this one. What's I- your favorite? I mean, I think On the Roof has to be on there. Am I wrong? Oh, are you not an on the roof guy? Uh, I mean, I love that song. I've just how, how many tracks are we picking? Two, three. Uh, let's pick. I think this record deserves three. Okay, which is weird because I only give it a three out of five. But so if we're picking three, my picks would be the high road, slipping into something, and let's go. Oh, okay. But, but I'm but I'm 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 flexible. Okay, I am. Let's let's co-sign on the high road. Okay. 
I go the good earth and on the roof. So okay. why don't we split the difference? You pick one, I pick one. Okay. Because um, I'm going to pick the good earth. Yeah, I'm going to pick sl- slipping into something. Beautiful. Very good. So There's slipping into something, good earth, and high the high road. road. You got it. Got it. That works. All right, everybody, check out our playlist, the In Search of Tracks playlist, where we have compiled the tracks we've been looking for in a convenient place. And uh, please we'll sh- f- follow yeah, we'll us sh- on. Go ahead. Sorry. We'll share that on our socials. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TracksPod. And email us at Bob trackspod at gmail.com i've been practicing look at that i'm good good with the reads <laughs> uh thank you everybody listening thank you for the five star reviews please leave them liberally um steal your your friend's phone and leave one from over there too that helps us a lot and uh yeah tell a friend um email yeah. us suggest some records i think we have a few picks already but we've also been doing stuff where we let people pick based on the results on uh, on our Instagram uh, polls. So uh, let's keep that energy going, too. Yeah. Keep it going. Follow us. Do it. And bye. Seven years, way too long